Welcome to Virtual Theater. I'm Andy Spiteri. And I'm Gooey Fame. The day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. If you're a gamer, a movie buff, or both, you're going to want to check out our podcast on video game movies and the stories that shape them. Luigi, it's a mushroom. Come on. Trust the fungus. We let you decide which movies we cover via Twitter poll. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at Virtual Theater X. Right, you can hear him talking. They can't understand me, kid. And give us two thumbs up by subscribing on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. The fate of billions will depend upon you. <laughs> Dungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined as always by Allison Aletha. Al, how are you doing on this post-Halloween Sunday? I am glad Halloween is over. Happy November. <laughs> how are you? Wow. I'm good. I, I went and bought some uh, some candy this morning there you at go. a discount price. Yeah. Who needs trick-or-treating when you can get discounted candy? Yeah, well, that's kind of our like yearly halloween gimmick is we go out and we we go to like co-op or we go to superstore and we just grab some some candy it's all discounted especially this year it seemed like there was a ton of candy um still left over so yeah we we picked up some uh some hershey's cookies and cream yes 50 off those are the best 90 pack those are the best yeah um and like it's it's really good for me because like as you know i can't have peanuts right you're right or nuts so Really, that limits my uh, chocolate bar intake by a lot. So, the when Halloween rolls around, now they have like the the Hershey's cookies and cream, and they're in those like peanut free facility boxes or whatever. And usually, they have one of those like may contain peanut things on them. So I just kind of shy away from them. Yeah. But these ones, I'm just like, well, I know that I'm I'm in for a good time. So let's let's dive in. So yeah, it's by God, it's the most wonderful time of the year. That's awesome. Well, uh, so in between munching on uh, on Halloween candy, I have also been playing the Age of Calamity demo, as I'm sure that you have as well, Allison. And uh, I have a lot of thoughts, you have a lot of thoughts, and we are going to dive into those on the show today. And uh, I'm looking forward to you know to kind of discussing all of the all of the comings and goings that uh, that I've picked up in that demo, but. Before we get started on that, I do want to hype up one thing for everybody before we get going. So, it's uh, Halloween is over. It's officially November, which means it is time for Best Zelda Ever. Uh, that is our yearly ranking of every single Legend of Zelda title uh, in the series. Um, this year, we had 30 writers submit lists of their least favorite to favorite Zelda game. Uh, we take all that data, we compile it, we make one kind of master list. Um, I've got the list. I know what it looks like. Allison, you know what it looks like. 
And that list is coming out next week, next Saturday to be specific. So I want to get everybody excited for that. Um, there was no new games released this year, but there was a lot of new writers and a lot of new voices and a lot of new opinions. And um, I'm really excited to, to share that. And next week we're going to be talking all about that on the show here as well. So looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. I'm super excited. I, I have to say already that after playing this demo for Age of Calamity, I think it's going to change how I feel about Hyrule Warriors next year on the Best Zelda Ever list. Ooh, for, for the better or for the worse? For the worse. Like, right. Age of Calamity's better, and we'll get into that. Uh, well, okay, let's just, let's just dive right into that then, in that case. Um, I do want to put out there for everybody listening that if you have not played the Age of Calamity demo and you're avoiding Twitter, there are going to be spoilers in this podcast. There's going to be spoilers throughout the whole thing. So if this, if you are sensitive to spoilers, um, don't, don't listen to this podcast yet. Bookmark it. Come back after you play Age of Calamity. The spoilers literally take place in the opening cutscene, and they change the entire complexion of the game, at least for me. So I just want to put that out there. Uh, we're also going to be diving into some of the rumor and innuendo. Uh, somebody, you know, data-mined Age of Calamity, and they found some interesting things. So we're going to be talking about that. So this is a spoiler alert. I'm going to say it one more time. Spoiler alert! So if you're still with us, great. But if you do not want to have this ruined for you, um, and I don't, maybe not ruined, but you know, if you want to go into it just completely blind, turn turn the show off right now because we're going to be diving full stop, full bore into everything in this demo. Um, so there you go. There's your warning. There is uh, my PSA for you guys. That being said, Al, let's get into this demo. Yes, I'm so ready. So, um, what uh, it feels like midweek Nintendo there was a rumor going around that Nintendo was going to release uh, an Age of Calamity demo I think Nintendo of Korea accidentally leaked something yeah and lo and behold one day later it came absolutely true and the opening cutscene really uh you know really kind of took a lot of people for for a loop me included and uh I guess let's just kind of lay the table out and We'll set the stage and we'll give our thoughts about it, Al, and we'll go from there. So, the opening cutscene kind of starts off with Zelda and uh, in the familiar, you know, she's got her her goddess garb on and she had just been to Laneru, and her and Link are in the field and she's finally unlocked her powers and she is sealing away the Guardians. And uh, this is a very, you know, one of the more iconic scenes from Breath of the Wild. Um... But what we see at the same time is as she is awakening her powers, um, a little chest in her study over in Hyrule Castle comes to life. And wouldn't you know, it's this little guardian, this little baby guardian. He pops out and uh, he creates a portal and he avoids a guardian blasting him and he jumps into the portal and he goes backwards through time to a pre-Calamity version of of Hyrule, and I'm assuming that it's going to be, like, a Days of Future Past thing going on here, where he's going back to warn Zelda, to warn Link uh, about what's going to happen, and we kind of follow him, and his attachment to to Link, his attachment to Zelda, to the Sheikah Slate, 
Uh, and that's really what Chapter 1 of the Age of Calamity demo is about. He raises one of the Sheikah Towers um, from the grounds, he being the baby guardian. And uh, that, you know, it, it kind of changes the the complexion of this game because what we had assumed was going to be a straight-up prequel is now looking like it might be... It might have some more layers on top of it. So um, a lot to dive into with there, a lot to unpack. But uh, I guess, Allison, I'll just say, just in general terms, do you do you like this idea of this Days of Future Past style gimmick where, where the baby guardian goes back in time? Um, honestly, I was kind of torn a little bit. So at first I want to say, like, Nintendo is so good at keeping secrets. Like, yeah, sometimes things get leaked and all that kind of stuff, but, like, I had no idea this was coming. It, it was completely took me, like, by surprise. And so I'm watching this little Guardian dude go back in time, and I'm like, ah, time travel and Zelda is always, like, messy and does things to the story. So, at, like, I, I don't know. I was just torn. I was like, do I like this? Do I not? Am I going to be okay with the outcome of it? What does it mean? So I'm just, I'm putting myself in a position right now to wait until I see the whole story before I decide if I like it or not. I'm just going to be optimistic. Okay. Well, you know what? Actually, I'm not going to let you off that easy because I think that I'm the same way, right? Like I'm kind of open-minded and if it, if it's told well, if it's told well, I think that any story can be good, right? Okay. But like just on the general principle of like going back in time to warn people about the calamity do you do you like this just in in general principle as of right now no i feel like i feel like that's gonna change i it makes me feel like this isn't canon anymore and i'm a little worried about that yeah i'm I'm with you i as it stands right now i don't like it yeah and that could change you know they could you know they could they could tell a beautiful story and and i'm sure that they will and i'm sure that the story will be satisfying but to me, yeah, this just creates that little bit of doubt of like, of of what are what are we seeing and like is what we're seeing does it matter? Like, is it the start of something new? Like, I, I think like, you know, and and it's hard to separate what you want from, you know, the feeling of like, oh, this is bad because it's not what I want. Right. But I mean, what I wanted, and I think what a lot of people listening wanted was just like a straight up narrative a story uh about what happened a hundred years before the calamity and with the introduction of this portal and this time travel business i i just feel like i feel like it's going to get a little bit murky i feel like it's going to be i i don't know maybe maybe it'll take the impact of the events that happen on screen it'll lessen that impact because it's like okay well like this isn't maybe the the main timeline or it's it's a different timeline or like something i don't know and you know what maybe none of that will come to pass uh, hopefully none of that will come to pass but just when i saw that my initial you know my initial gut reaction is like oh i don't like this at all yeah i do like i like i said i'm gonna remain optimistic and positive i did see when i was initially kind of seeing all the reactions to this uh this plot twist i did see somebody theorize that the only reason he w- he goes back in time is to record the events, and that's why we get to see them. Because, like, you can tell later on in the story that he has recordings and, in- and data and information about the Calamity, so maybe his role isn't, like, to mess up the timeline and make it 
so that the story changes or they win or whatever but he just kind of he tries to do that but basically he's just so recording of what happened a hundred years ago so I kind of right. I kind of want to like hold on tight to that theory and just be like okay this is this is what he does is he's just recording it he's not gonna change anything by going back in time and you know like I, I'm with you I'm I'm optimistic I, I think that this is a wrinkle in the story for sure but like you can still tell a great story I think even with this time travel business yeah and I think that they they still can I think they still will I think it'll be impactful. But I mean, I think I think it is fair to say that like it's a it's you know it's it's a little bit disappointing that it, because it just creates that like that kind of asterisk beside everything that happens like this is in another timeline so it's not as impactful or like this this yeah. ultimately you know what I mean it isn't as relevant to the entire story because like um, thinking about it and the kind of the implications that this could have for breath of the wild it's like okay so we go back in time and perhaps the the baby guardian warns zelda and warns link about what's to happen i mean not even perhaps they do warn link and zelda of what's going to happen zelda watches the the world be destroyed in the future and um you know let, let's say that the good guys win the day or whatever now it's like okay well like does does breath of the wild even happen anymore like does that game i just to me it's just like maybe that matters less now because that's in a in a timeline that's now defunct or like not relevant anymore because now it hasn't happened right and i and i don't think that they're gonna do that but like maybe that's my fear where it's just like and, and you know what like i also think it's my fear too because it's like we me, you and i had talked about before like you know are we gonna get a happy ending are we gonna get like this kind of split business where like all the champions survive and like we both said no but i mean now i think that you could maybe make the argument that it'll be yes and I also don't really like that. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Um, a couple things that I was uh, uh, thought about when you were talking is, one, again, being optimistic because I just remembered that the Zelda team and the Zelda producers had so much hand in this game that I don't think... I, I mean, they've done bad games in the past, but like, <laughs> I'm just hopeful that they're going to be, that they're smart about it and they know exactly what they're doing. That's what I'm going to say about that. But again, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I don't want to see the, this is sad to say, but I don't want to see the champions win because that's not the story I know. Will it create another timeline just like Ocarina of Time where it's a downfall or a winning one? You know, maybe that could happen, but not a lot of people are very hyped about that, and Nintendo knows that, so I can't see them making that decision again. Yeah, um, I think the I think the important thing that you just said is like Nintendo worked really closely with uh, Koei Temko to make this game, and I don't know how closely they worked with them on the original Hyrule Warriors, but I, to my recollection, it wasn't like. It wasn't super hands-on. It wasn't close. They kind of licensed it, and they were just like, make this game. Yeah. And I think that they were able to do that because, you know, Hyrule Warriors, like the first one, just kind of exists in a bubble. It's its own thing. It's not really canon, or it's not tied to any other games in the series. It's just like, it's kind of a celebration of The Legend of Zelda, and that's totally fine. Um, you know, it's similar to how they don't have a hand to what goes on in Smash Bros, because that's its own thing, too. It doesn't have anything to do with Zelda. But, I mean, this one just seems like it is so integral to what goes on in the story of breath of the wild and the sequel that you know like it, it 
it does seem weird to to have this whole like it seems weird to like now have the idea or the possibility that because we're traveling back in time and now we're creating this own standalone time where the events of age of calamity happen i I just i feel like this isn't the game that's going to exist in a bubble like hyrule warriors did i feel like age of calamity is going to tie into what we see in breath of the wild and tie into what we see in breath of the wild too and if it didn't i think that would be very disappointing for me so i'm holding on to my optimism but i do think that there are you know like you said like that's one of the the indicators that this isn't just going to be you know a big beat-em-up that exists as its own as its own thing yeah exactly so god it's like i said i was torn i don't like it now but hopefully i will like it you know come november 20th yeah um definitely and my my god it's november the first so yeah we are, we are not that <laughs> like far two away two and a half weeks uh, away already just like boom we're right there yeah time is absolutely flying here and we are closer than ever less than three weeks away um so i mean uh, i know that a lot of people one of the biggest things that i heard online was like oh like this this is gonna make age of calamity not canon and you know that had been uh that had been a big point of contention when this was announced like everybody including us is just like well this looks canon to me so like of course it's gonna be uh part of the official timeline or part of the events that happen um i don't know i i guess i wanted your opinion al like if this game did exist as its own kind of like bubble game and it wasn't canon or anything like that does that take away from age of calamity to you or because i mean i know that you like hyrule warriors and that's kind of its own island if you will um and you're a big fan of that so like would would you feel the same if age of calamity ended up being kind of its own you know its own game or would that take away from it for you based on what we thought the premise was going to be um i will say that i feel like i will 100 percent like the game as uh as i play the demo i know i'm going to like it i will like the story because it already feels so story heavy if not a little bit disjointed um but like i will be disappointed by the lack of connection if it does kind of mess up the canonness quote unquote or like the um the timeline gets messed up and it doesn't it doesn't connect to what we know. Like, if they can do it, if they could do this timeline thing where it's new and stuff and they can bring it around in a circle where it makes sense, great. But, like, I will be kind of disappointed. I'm not saying I'll hate the game. I'm pretty sure I'm going to really like it. But I, it will be kind of a downer. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of my... That's kind of my sentiment as well, is, like, I'm... I'm you know, I'm hoping that it doesn't exist as its own thing because um, I had already kind of coined in my head like a lot of people said the Breath of the Wild trilogy. Yeah. And to me, I'm just like I like that. Like me too. <laughs> I like the way that sounds. Um, all right. What do you What do you think, if any, implications that this time travel business has for Breath of the Wild uh, two going forward? Like, do you think that, like, I don't know. Like, I I have to believe that, you know what happens in age of calamity affects what happens in breath of the wild too. And maybe, you know, maybe we could see, maybe we could see some events where the future is changed a little bit. And I don't know, maybe breath of the wild too is kind of like a, a converging of what happened in breath of the wild and what happens in age of calamity. Um, I don't know, but like, 
Do you, I, mean, I mean, I I feel like whatever happens in Age of Calamity has to carry forward to Breath of the Wild too. Maybe that's just me being optimistic, but like to me, it's just like this makes this makes total sense. Like the the timing of this makes sense. Um, I don't know. I was kind of picturing like like an, an Avengers Endgame kind of thing where it's like, okay, maybe Breath of the Wild was like Infinity War where everything goes bad. And like now Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be like Endgame where they're going back in time and like changing things to, to fix the future. And maybe that's kind of Age of Calamity. I don't know. But I, like when I saw this cutscene, all that stuff was like racing through my mind. And I'm like, how could this all work together? Like how could this fit together in a, in a succinct way? So I, I don't know. What do you like? Do you think that this, uh, do you think that this affects Breath of the Wild 2 still in any major way? Um, if it becomes its own thing, I'm going to say no. Like, if it becomes its own bubble, like you said, how that Hyrule Warriors was, I'm going to say it doesn't. It's just going to be this little... Um, well, kind of, kind of like you're saying with the um, Avengers thing, they they describe their time travel as creating new realities, not going back in time to change change your future. It's just a separate reality. So maybe with um, Age of Calamity having this time travel and them going back and maybe they save the day and everybody wins, it's going to be its own reality. But Breath of the Wild Two is still going to follow Breath of the Wild and be that same reality that we know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess so. I just, like, I just, I, I feel like there has to be a purpose to Age of Calamity. Like, I, I feel like it can't just exist as its own little bubble. I do, You know too. what I mean? I'm, I, yeah, I, I'm saying that's, like, the, the worst case scenario. <laughs> um, but I do, like, agree that I want it to be a trilogy. I want it to be one succinct line that maybe is kind of squiggly because of the time travel. But... You know, like, we don't know what's happening in Breath of the Wild 2. To me, in my opinion, it always looked like Zelda was like, okay, we maybe we need to figure out the the origins of this calamity. And they find Ganondorf's, like, freaking dried up corpse and, <laughs> and unleash something <laughs> on accident. But what if, like, what if she goes back in time and she's trying to stop it and accidentally creates it? You know, there's so many questions now. So... I don't I, I don't even know anymore. Uh it's very very interesting. I'm very I don't know. I'm like I'm anxious now. Like I'm excited, but I'm also anxious because I want the story to be everything that we want, but you know, there now there's like this little bit of evidence that it's not going to be, but like I I do think that like like I think that the I'm going to keep on calling it the days of future past because that's what I like refer to that as that where you go back in time to to change a future. Mm -hmm. So I do think that the, the days of future past trope is like a very good trope when used properly. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I think that it worked well for that X-Men story. I think it worked well. And like fire emblem awakening comes to mind that, that did a really good job with that. Um, and I think that it could work very well for this as well. If breath of the wild two is kind of like, if it pays off with that, I just, the, yeah, the thing that I don't like is like, I don't want Breath of the Wild to retroactively feel lesser than because the entirety of the events in that game have been rendered moot because we've changed the past, which now changes the future. So I mean, it all kind of it all kind of uh, depends on where we're going with Age of Calamity and, and where we end up, I guess. But yeah, I, I don't know. Lots like my, my I feel like my head is still kind of spinning at like trying to connect all the pieces and like get everything together and into an order that 
makes sense in my head, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, Hyrule Warriors, and it's been a while since I played the full story of it, but there is a point where Lana goes and she, like, creates portals to all the different, like, dimensions of Zelda, all the different realities, and brings characters forward from those different realities, and then she sends them back, and everything is hunky-dory, and I'm kind of wondering if it's going to be similar to that, or... I mean, if this little guardian's little mission in his little technological heart is going to fail at the end of all this after he went back in time to warn them, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, we got to do something here, Allison. We got to give this little guy a name. Uh, we, we can't just keep calling you know him. You I, I propose this. I, I was just thinking about that. They call him in the game the diminutive guardian. And I was like, what the heck is that word? so i had to look it up and it means small so they're basically calling him baby guardian i'm just saying so this is my proposal i i think i saw it online before and i don't know where and if you if you coined this term then tweet at me let me know but we're let's let's call him bbg baby guardian because this dude looks like and acts like bb8 from star wars he sounds exactly like him he's cute he's rolly He's he's small, uh, but he's a guardian. So I, I propose we call him BBG. Are you down with this? I'm. You know what? I'm okay with the Star Wars kind of uh, connection. The there's that part where Impa tries to touch him and he like backs up like that, and that reminded yeah. me of Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> the little droid who's like, "No, thank you." When somebody tried to touch him, he's like, "No, thanks." Yeah. So it reminded me of that. So yeah, I'm okay with with BBG. All right, yeah, and shout out to BB-8 also. There's, you know, say what you will about the new Star Wars movies, and I've said a lot, but, like, BB-8 is great. Yeah, BB-8 is pretty cool. Uh, You know what, really quickly, Al, have you watched uh, any of the Mandalorians? Oh, my God, don't even get me started on that. (laughs) That is my jam. I I stayed up until midnight, and I won't won't talk about it. I, I was thinking of you when uh, when I saw that. I actually canceled my Disney Plus, so I I think I'm just gonna wait on that uh, one. Uh, that yeah, just hurts my I'm heart. Uh, but yeah, so BBG. That's that's his new name. And uh, if you hear the words BBG, we're talking about our little pal, the Baby Guardian, on this show. Okay. Um. So yeah. Anyways, so I thought that it would be. I was I was kind of thinking of like all my favorite time travel moments in like movies and stuff like that and uh one thing that came to mind for me which i thought would be kind of cool is like i don't know if you are you a big terminator fan al um no no i'm not i've watched the movies and that's okay that's okay so there everybody knows terminator one and two but actually i'm gonna talk about terminator three which not a lot of people love and uh, I actually think is is one of the uh, a decent movie, and the ending of that movie is um, so basically the the general gist of it is like uh, somebody is sent back in time to protect uh, John Connor, and John Connor like they they spend the whole movie trying to undo like whatever whatever the apocalypse is uh, in Terminator. It's been a while, I forget, but like they they try and they try and undo it. And, uh, the Terminator leads him to this, like, bunker where he's like, okay, this is where you need to be in order to stop the future from, like, being destroyed. And it turns out that the Terminator was, was actually lying. He, he basically led John down there in order to protect him because the, the end of the world was inevitable. But 
John Connor had to survive, and that was his mission, to protect John Connor specifically. So I was just like, I was like, okay, well, that could be kind of cool if, like, maybe we have the the gimmick where BBG comes back in time and, like, his, his mission isn't to prevent the Calamity, but it's to make sure that Zelda and Link survive so that they can protect they can prevent it in the future and maybe you know we we still get the end of of mifa and daruk and Urbosa and rivali and you know maybe the the real underlying mission is you know what we think we're doing is changing the future but what we're actually doing is protecting the people who will change the future in lincoln zelda and i thought that that could actually be kind of cool okay no, that makes sense, because remember the Ocarina of Time theory where Sheik is, um, you know, Zelda going back in time, creating the, a new timeline, blah, 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 but she, her job is to become Sheik and make sure that Link gets to the end and wins. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I like. I really like that theory for Ocarina of Time because it made things make sense for the whole three timeline split, split thing. So I kind of like that, and you just got me really excited that that's going to happen. Uh- I kind of like that, too, because I I was just like, okay, so how can we make this time travel Days of Future Past thing work, but not take away from Breath of the Wild, but make the timeline, like, canon or something like that? And, like, I I feel like there is, like, kind of, uh, not to get spiritual here, but I I feel like there, there is a sense where it's, like, everything that's going to happen eventually will happen regardless of, of what you do and like regardless of you know what i mean like yeah. like anything else that goes on like if the calamity was meant to happen it will happen and it will find a way to happen so like i was just like okay well i, I thought that this would kind of be neat if they if they did that and you know it's it's really kind of subverting your expectations because i think now what everybody's thinking is like oh great we're we're traveling back in time and now we're going to prevent the calamity from happening. So I, I thought that that might have been like a cool little twist on that narrative. Yeah, that that's I'm excited about that, you know, because like you're right. Like if this this thing is meant to happen, we know it happens. So, you know, this little guardian going back in time, I just I find it really hard to believe that Nintendo would change all that. So, yeah, maybe it's his little job. Like maybe it was Zelda who activating him. I don't know how, like, she if she did it consciously or not, um, to make sure he went back in the past and made sure everything happened just right so that she would awaken her power and that Link would survive and that he would be able to defeat the Calamity 100 years later. Yeah, I, 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 think, that that, I think that that could satisfy... I, I, I would be satisfied with that, I think. Yeah, me um, too. Still, still a lot of wiggle room, still a lot of gray area there but I would be okay with that. What I would hate, I think that this is the worst case scenario, um, is like another timeline. Yeah. I think that that would be awful. Yeah. Like just awful. It would make sense. I would understand it, but I just feel like Nintendo knows that people don't like the, I mean, I personally like it. I think it's cool. The three timelines, but, but the majority of people don't like it. And that's why when asked about Breath of the Wild, they were so ambiguous about its placement because they're just like, I think we're done talking about this timeline that nobody likes. So, yeah. See, I I think that a lot of people do like it, but, like, I I think that, okay, so you have three timelines now. You have Breath of the Wild, which doesn't really fit or exist on any of these timelines. Mm-hmm. So let's just say that you have four timelines because maybe it's its own thing. And now you're going to have a, a separate 
Days of Future Past timeline for Breath of the Wild. You've got five timelines going on in the Legend of Zelda series. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. I, I can buy, I can buy, okay? I can buy going back and changing one timeline. Like, now you have a split. You have a fork in the road where certain events happen, and on one side, certain events happen on the other side. I always thought that three timelines was absurd, but man, you're talking about five timelines? Five timelines? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it would be a mess, and I just, I, I'm just hopeful that, I'm just hopeful that Nintendo doesn't do that. So I guess we'll just have to stay I, tuned. I, I pray with every fiber of my being that we don't end up at that, because that is the real calamity, I think. It's, it's just like, I, I don't know. It's like, okay, well, like, now now every new game, like, nothing that happens before matters because we can just say that we're in this, like, different time zone. There's no rules or – not that there needs to be rules, but I don't know. I just – I think that that would just be terrible if there was, like, a, another new timeline. Not that I think that – you're right. Nintendo, I don't think, is ever going to acknowledge the, the timeline again. I, I think that they did that once as, like, a bit of fan service to people that have been speculating about it. I think that they regret doing that. I don't think that we'll ever see that again from Nintendo. I could be wrong, but my my impression is is that they just don't care, and they, you know, I, they're not going to acknowledge it again. Yeah. But God, I hope it doesn't happen. That'd be terrible. Um, okay, speaking of time travel, Al, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the data mined uh, information that came up from Age of Calamity. Uh, I don't know who out there did this, but somebody went and data mined the game. They pulled up all of the different assets. They pulled up all of the different uh, images and stuff like that. And one image that really stuck out to a lot of people was the icons that existed on the map. Of course, when, you, when you're playing Age of Calamity, you can see... Um, you know, you can see the different, uh, you can see the different places that you need to go or like link upgrades or Zelda upgrades or like whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and of course on this, on this data mined image, we have images that we know like Link, Zelda, Impa, uh, we have the four champions. And then after that, we have the four new champions. Mm -hmm. So we have Sidon, we have, uh, uh, Tiba, we have Riju and we have, uh, what's the Goron's name? Yenobo. Yenobo. Yeah, God, he's the worst. <laughs> he's the worst. So anyways, we got all four new champions, and they, those are icons that exist in the game, um, which, of course, is just like, okay, well, maybe maybe we're playing as these guys now. What do you... I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts about that? Again, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it, but I'm optimistic. So I feel like the only way it makes sense for the new champions to be playable is if this little diminutive BBG is going to time travel and bring them back to us, just like Lana did by bringing um, about characters from the different dimensions of Zelda. So, and I don't like that thought at all. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I don't really love it. Um, but I could see that happening. If you know, We've already got time travel kind of in play here, so I, I don't think that that's impossible. Um, maybe, maybe, what, what I was thinking is like, because I mean, first of all, so like, we have four playable characters in the Champions, right? Yes. And, 
you know, it is, it, say what you will about Hyrule Warriors, but, like, every character plays somewhat differently than each other, right? Like, they all have different abilities, different moves, and stuff like that, and you're you're much more of an expert on that than I am. But, like, in, in this game, it's like, okay, so we have four old champions and four new champions. Like, how different are Urbosa and Reiju's moves really going to be? Or, like, you know, Yanobu and Daruk's moves really going to be? So... And I feel like they're going to be, like, pretty much identical, right? Because, like, they've got, you know, you've got runes, you've got the same kind of powers, etc., etc. So I was thinking, maybe, if we're going to be playing them, we, maybe the last chapter or something is, like, a, a new chapter set post-Breath of the Wild, where, like, now we're playing as Link, now we're playing as Zelda, now we're playing as the four new champions instead of the four old champions. They just have the same movesets carry over, and maybe, maybe that's how that works, but, like, Maybe it's like a post-game kind of a thing, or maybe it's just like a, a free-for-all where like you can, I don't know, go to the side and do some non-canon goofing around or something. But I, I don't know. That uh, that was one of my thoughts that maybe could make this make sense and be a little bit cooler, for lack of a better word. What do you? Yeah. I don't know, Al. What do you? What do you think? I mean, I get what you're saying, and that would be ways that it would make sense if it was just something that was beyond the story. You know, you've got the cam the main campaign, just like you do on Hyrule Warriors. And there were some bonus um some bonus levels added as legends and then the definitive edition came out with like the you got the Wind Waker characters coming in and you've got the Lana and Sia kind of timeline story um in there. So, like, I can understand them, like, you do the main campaign and then maybe you got these bonus ones that kind of, t like, tear off and you get to play as Sidon or Teba or whatever. And that's fine, I guess. It's just, it's just a little odd because this is supposed to be a hundred years ago about the champions and about Link and Zelda going through the revival of Calamity Ganon. And it's just, like, that's what I wanted. I didn't really... I, if the new champ, if I wanted the new champions, I was expecting them in Breath of the Wild too. I was not expecting them to be here in Age of Calamity a hundred years ago. So I'm kind of like I'm kind of being a little bit stubborn and spiteful about it. Like, no, I don't want to play as these characters. That's not who I care about right now. I care about the champions. I want to get to know Mifa more, so I don't hate her as much. <laughs> and <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just kind of being a big baby about it, really. Um, important to note too. So like these icons, they could they could mean anything, right. right? Like they could they could mean that like the the level is based off of like you, you may have to go talk to somebody or something like that. For for reference, like there's a Calamity Ganon icon too, and I doubt that we're gonna be playing as Calamity Ganon. Right. So that could just be you're gonna go fight him, you're gonna go chat with him, you're gonna go buy fruit from him, whatever. Right. So uh, just to put that out there, but um, there is also an icon for King Rome as well and it is smack dab in the middle of zelda and mifa so that i feel like i feel like he's playable i, I feel like 100 percent he's going to be a playable character yeah they have been highlighting him a lot in the last couple weeks and um and he's got that big claymore so i kind of feel like that's going to be his weapon in that he will be a playable character because i even though i don't really like him i don't think he just sits there and does nothing and expects zelda to like you know get her right. life together but um so i do think he's playable and i i'm okay with that that makes sense to me yeah i i think that like 
it, I think that he is like a slam dunk, as slam dunk as you can possibly get yeah. to be a playable character. I don't know about the new champions. We also have icons for uh, our boy Hestu, which we talked about last week. Right. So uh, that you know possibility. But so my there is an icon. My thought about that is um, when you play the demo, you see the map and you got these little mini missions that kind of remind me of doing quests on on uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. And you just kind of do these little quests, give these guys material and stuff. My thought with he- the Hestu icon is that that's where you went and turned in your Korok seeds that you find. Yeah. That's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, my thought him. exactly. Yeah. Um, there's also a little, uh, what, what the heck does he have? Maracas? Yeah, maracas. There's there's little maracas uh, symbol on here as well. Uh, mm. So, yeah. But I, I think that you nailed it. I think that that makes a lot of sense that, you know, that is what you would see Hestu for. Um, there's also the Great Fairy on here, which, again, I don't think that the Great Fairy is going to be a playable character, but, uh, she has an icon. There's a Master Koga icon, uh, so, you know, probably, probably a boss fight, I'm assuming, uh, rather than a playable character. Yeah. And most exciting, there is Monk Maskashia on here. Actually, it's probably not Monk Maskashia, it's probably just a regular, you know, it's probably just a regular, uh, Shika in but a, it in makes a shrine. You think. <laughs> but I'm going to call it Monkmas Kashia. So there you go. Yeah. Um, and of course, we've got BBG on here as well. And uh, so, yeah, the, the, a lot of people are speculating, you know, are we going to play as the, old, as the new champions? Um, I, it, you know, I wouldn't say it's an impossibility. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's an impossibility either, but I don't like it. <laughs> if they can, I, this is kind of like the story, the t- the time hopping story. If they can do it in a way that makes sense, then yeah, it would be fine. But I just, I don't, I don't care about them right now. I don't want to care about them right now. Uh, that's fair. You know what, Al? We've been talking for like 40 minutes and we haven't even brought up the fact that you can play as the divine beasts in age of calamity we we kind of glossed oh, over that oh yeah i was the, like uh, what are you talking the demo. about <laughs> but uh, you're you, right you can play as the divine beast yeah. and it looks awesome yeah that that does look pretty cool i wonder how that's gonna work out because it looks like it's more like a battle mode kind of deal where you're like okay here's all these en- enemies and the champions are like all right let me let me try out this new divine beast i got power of and they're shooting them down from the air or electrocuting him with the giant oh camel. My God. It looks good. Uh, Naboris was the one that stuck out to me. You were just like charging into uh, the Yiga clan hideout. And like, it, it just, it looked so sick. Yeah. It looks so good. You know what? Uh, so, yeah. I'm, I'm jazzed for that. Actually. I think that's going to be awesome. Something I noticed with, uh, uh, Rudania is, um, it lifts its legs and slams down its legs, you know, to explode everybody. But the move is very sumo wrestling from Twilight Princess. I was like, ooh, that's cool. That's like a cool little addition if they did that on purpose because it looks like the Gorons. And I just thought that was kind of neat. Uh, yeah, that would be cool. Um, I, yeah, I just, I just feel like that's, like that's like such a cool touch because we hear – it's one of those things that I think retroactively makes Breath of the Wild better because we hear that, you know, only a select few people can actually pilot these divine beasts and, like – you hear it, but you don't, like, they don't show you it. Right. And now, and, like, that's the big rule of storytelling, is show, don't tell. And now we're showing instead of telling. And I I, I think that that just makes it look, like, so much cooler in retrospect. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, that that just looks so awesome. I can't wait for that. 
Yeah, me too. And it, and it makes sense too if you're seeing these things and they're so powerful because you didn't, the only way you really saw them before was to shoot the laser beam at Calamity Ganon at the end of Breath of the Wild. But you were told that they were so powerful and you had they had very specific training to be able to pilot it. Um, it makes sense why Calamity Ganon was like, okay, I need to get those pilots. I need to kill those pilots because they're going to end me. And that's why he sent those yeah. lights. It makes so much like it always made sense, but it just you could tell now that that was like part of his plan that he had to do that. Yeah, and, and you know what? Too um, kind of on the along the same lines, I think Al, I think that I am gonna finally get my wish because you see in the demo, you see everybody act surprised that one of the guardians has gone rogue. Yeah, and you actually still have guardians that are on your side right. and attack the rogue guardian. By God, I think we're finally going to figure out how they commandeered the Guardians and Divine Beasts. Yeah. I, oh my 100%. God. 100%. This, this has been like four years almost in the making. <laughs> um, I'm like completely down with a theory now that that cloaked figure holding the corrupted core is who's going around corrupting the, the, uh, the Guardians. And so he was there. I'm not saying he was or wasn't. I'm just my guess is he was there and he saw Zelda and he's like, well, I need to kill her because she's going to be a problem. And he corrupts the guardian. So I, I love it. I love it. I love any reason that makes sense of this <laughs> anomaly of this, of this giant plot hole. Right. And in breath of the wild, speaking of uh, corrupted guardians, you saw the little guy at the end of the cutscene of the second level, right? Yeah. There was a there was a dark BBG in there. And I I don't know dark. how I feel about that yet. DBBG. Yeah, that's uh we'll we'll see, I guess. Yeah, for um, sure. I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh it's it's a lot of exciting possibilities, I think. So I I just to put a bow on this, Al. So you did you finish the two levels and and did you do the other kind of training levels and stuff like that in the demo? Yeah, I did uh, basically all that I could do. I am trying to right. like I keep playing it just to get used to the characters and we'll talk about gameplay in a minute, I'm sure, but I keep trying to get that one of the last little levels that seems impossible cuz the materials that you need and you don't get yet. So right. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I was just to say, so I, I did everything in the demo too. I'm like, story-wise, and we'll talk about gameplay in a sec, but story-wise, I feel optimistic, but a little bit anxious about where we can go. I think that if, if they can tell the story properly, I feel like it could be absolutely fantastic. But I feel like if they misstep, it's going to be terrible. Like, I feel like there's no room in between now. It's either going to be amazing or it's going to be a dumpster fire and i'm really really hoping that they you know they make it the former yeah rather than the latter i mean i don't agree that there is no middle ground like i said before i feel like i really will like this game my only problem i'm, I'm talking i'm talking just in the story okay just yeah story. you're right then yes it would either be really good or a dumpster fire yeah um all right well you know we've been been chatting for 45 minutes let's actually talk about the game itself in in the demo <laughs> okay um i i have to say i didn't like hyrule warriors i still i don't love this uh it's to me it's just like it's so hack and slash and uh like i feel like 
So I was playing a level before we started recording. I'm playing as Impa. And I feel like I'm doing a lot of things. I'm like, I'm jumping in the air. I'm, I'm, I'm summoning different, uh, different clones or whatever. And like, I feel like I'm doing a ton of stuff, but like, I don't know how I'm doing it because all I'm doing is pressing like X and Y over and over. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what turned me off with Hyrule Warriors. I feel like it's still, it's still a turnoff for me in Age of Calamity, but it is saved by the fact that there's more purpose to what you're doing, I think. So I, I'm, I'm liking it a little bit more, but the, the Warriors gameplay to me is still, uh, I don't know, it's still a little bit lacking. You're, you're more of an expert than I am, Al. What did you think about this? So my initial response, like, reaction was that they slowed down the combat. Um, because I'm used to Hyrule Warriors, it's very fast, you're just running, your screen is going all over the place, you're hacking and slashing, and it does feel like a very button-mashy game. But, the thing about uh, Age of Calamity is that they slowed down the com the combat, and, I, I mean, I would love for somebody else to confirm this with me, but it just feels so much slower, because there's so many other things that you can do besides just the basic combos that you can in the original Hyrule Warriors, like you can use runes, you can use the the um elemental rods you could use um your own environment just like breath of the wild to kind of you know get the upper hand against these enemies so i feel like they slowed it down a lot because they want you to think they want you they don't want you to button mash and you can and you'd be fine it would just be kind of confusing and dumb but one like my first time playing through the levels i was like oh i don't understand impa at all I was more of a Link player. But then I played it again, and I got more practice with Impa, and I was like, okay, I get her now. Like, it took me a minute to get used to all the combos I could do with her and to actually think with her movesets to do the special things, use the runes, and all that kind of stuff. And so I think it just takes a minute to get used to. Like, don't, don't knock it right off the bat if you're kind of feeling like you're button mashing. Just, like, play it again or keep going and then kind of see if you can get a handle on the different things that you're supposed to be thinking about. They want you to be strategic this time. They don't want you to button mash. Yeah, like, even when I'm button mashing, like, it's it's not... I, I'll call it, like, it's not bad button mashing, because at least, like, you can... You have some semblance of control, but, like, your combos are really just, like, it's either, like, YYYXX... Y, Y, X, 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 Y, Y, hold X. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just kind of like, okay. Um, I, I do like that they incorporated the runes into this and, like, you can have your, like, your your different runes that you can use. Um, I think that, like, the remote bombs in particular are pretty cool. I haven't really found a whole lot of use for Magnesis or Cryonis yet. Um, or Stasis, actually, for that matter. So I pretty much just use remote bombs. But uh, I, I do like that those options are at least there. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I think that the the warrior style of gameplay is, is never going to be my thing, but this one feels better to me to play as, probably because you're right, probably because it's a little bit slower than Hyrule Warriors, and that's not something that, like, I even noticed, actually, because I, you know, I, I haven't played a whole lot of Hyrule Warriors, but I could feel that it was a little bit different, and that's probably what it is, but, um, Again, it's just, like, playing with a purpose, and, like, there's actually, like, purpose to what you are doing, which I think, like, really carries the day for me. Um, so, do you, you said that you, you know, you're obviously familiar with Link. Uh, you enjoyed playing as, as Impa? Yeah, I did. Once I figured her out, because I couldn't figure out how to get the, how to 
like I would get the clones, but it was mostly like by accident. And I was like, how the heck right. am I doing this? And then I finally figured out how I was doing it. And she is so, so badass. Sorry for my language, but like you have one Impa and she's already a freaking just Xena warrior princess. But then you get eight of her and it's just like a chaos. She's she like she's awesome. I really like playing as Impa. And so once I finally figured her out, I really, really liked her. And I think I'll play as her a lot. But I, I also like to main Link, so he's pretty good, too. You know who... I, I was surprised that I enjoyed playing as Zelda really? the most, actually. I did. And uh, I, I think that her moveset is, like, very cool. And it... You know, everyone can use the the runes or whatever. And it's, you know, it, that's cool. But, like, she takes it to the next level and, like... I think that, like, the, the walking bomb thing that she has is really great. Um, the the Cryonis that she uses, I feel like, is actually effective instead of kind of... Like, with Link, I feel like I never use it properly. Yeah. Um, whereas Zelda, I feel like that's, like, it, it is really cool. I think that she... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that the way that she uses all the different runes and stuff like that was, like... It was really fun to kind of mess around with. And uh, I, I had a really good time uh, playing as Zelda. Like, I think that... Impa was definitely really cool. Like when you when you got all the different like Impa clones out, like you feel like you're playing as uh, Maz. But Zelda, I, I thought was really really fun to play as, and like lots of different cool things that you could do. And I think I had the most fun just kind of you know messing around with uh, with her move set. Uh, and Link, of course. I mean, Link is Link. He's dependable. He's you know you know kind of what you're. He's like the Mario of uh, of Hyrule Warriors. And the Mario and Smash Bros. is, like, your standard bearer. And I feel like that's Link in this game. But, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Princess Zelda, actually. That's so funny. I just thought she was so just all over the place. Like, I understand. I understand her movesets. I understand her fight style. But Zelda was one of my favorite uh, characters to main in uh, Hyrule Warriors. She has this really cool rapier, and she could use the, uh, the um, her, like, light ability to, like, zap people and use the light arrows and she was just so cool but this it just feels like it just feels a little hectic to me i didn't i didn't it kind of gave me anxiety because i was like why the heck am i using stasis when i want to be using bombs like <laughs> it, it she you, you have to understand like when you press the button once she like she like lifts up a cryonis or she throws a metal uh you know box around and stuff but it's like one after the other she's using the runes and instead of like being i don't know using one at a time like you do with the other characters the only way you could do it with the other characters it just felt all over the place to me however i will say her fl her flurry rush is really cool she like she dodges out of the way and she pulls up this metal <laughs> box and she just whacks the heck out of the guy i thought that was pretty cool oh it's great it was so great I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't care much for her fighting style. I prefer Impa and Link. And I mean that's fair because like Zelda isn't a fighter in Breath of the Wild. So yeah. Like you're not. You're not doing that direct kind of damage. She's using her, her, her brain. tech prowess. Yeah. Yeah, to fight. And I could see that if you're used to her in Hyrule Warriors, so that's kind of like a, a turn off. Like like for me, like I'm I'm terrible at Hyrule Warriors and Age of Calamity. I'm really bad at this, right? So like. I'm just like, okay, well, this is cool. I can I can understand this. This is easy for me to use. So, like, uh, roll tide. But uh, I, I could see that, like, more experienced players are just kind of like, eh, I don't know about this. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. And maybe it's 
maybe I got to take my own advice like I did with Impa. I need to take a, mo a moment to get used to her and, like, actually figure out the combos and figure out the, the tactics that work and be smart with her just like I am with Link and Impa. But I was just like, when I first started playing as her, I was like, oh, ah, oh, what am I doing? Like, what is happening? Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, I got to ask, did you try and fight the Guardian? I did. I was one of those people. That's a meme that's going around. Oh, like, yeah. don't fight the Guardian. <laughs> no, I will fight the Guardian. I was trying to figure out the shield bashing or the shield deflecting of the laser, and I couldn't quite get it. Uh, yeah, I couldn't do it. I will admit, though, that cutscene where Link, like, deflected the laser, I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> I was like, dang, Link! <laughs> it was pretty It was pretty epic looking, so I'm really excited for the cutscenes. Yeah, uh, you know what? The cutscenes were, like, they were fantastic. They were, uh, it's actually striking to me just, like, like just how spot on the, the graphics are to Breath of the Wild yeah. and, like, uh, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more, like when we actually play the full game, and we we get into some different locations other than you know other than kind of like the fields and whatever. But like, like man, it, it just it looks and feels exactly like Breath of the Wild. And speaking of the cutscenes, actually, Allison, they did it. They put an option to turn the captions off on the cutscenes or the subtitles. Like, thank. Thank Jeebas that they did this. I was so happy when I saw that. Really? You don't like uh, that? Made my day. And I hope that they do that in Breath of the Wild too. I almost forgot to bring this up, but I'm really excited I'm about that. I'm super deaf as, as heck, so I like having the <laughs> I like having the subtitles because I can actually hear the words when I'm reading them. So I, I appreciate the subtitles. Sorry. <laughs> well, I appreciate the subtitles, but I appreciate the ability to turn off yeah. the subtitles. <laughs> okay. Like, give me, give me that option, you know? <laughs> Um, so yeah, shout out to that. But yeah, the, the cutscenes were great. Um, you know, King Rome really is a jerk. Uh, he's, he really is. He um, he does sound better when he's like in the cutscenes. He sounds better. He still sounds like garbage when he's narrating. Sorry to the voice actor, but <laughs> the narration is awful. But he does sound he does sound a lot better um, in the cutscenes. And some of the characters, I'm like, eh, okay. But I'm looking forward to hearing Koga and Hestu and. Um, a lot of the other characters and their voice acting. Yeah, I thought Impa sounded really good. Yeah. Um, I thought that uh, that uh, Pura and Robbie both sounded good. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they did a pretty pretty decent job. But yeah, the cutscenes were fantastic. So uh, yeah, that was looking good there. You said that you had some frame rate issues when you were playing. Yeah, um, this is actually something that was a huge problem for a lot of people um, in that a lot of people are a bit... Uh, disappointed with the frame rate. However, it, it's like mostly in the first level. Um, it like kind of lags a bit and the screen is just super blurry when you're turning. I turned my camera rotation down to very slow because I couldn't handle it. It was giving me a headache. But um, yeah, there was a lot of frame rate issues in the first level. The second level does get better. Um, actually, it's exponentially better. So I'm just hoping it's something that they they realize is happening and that they'll fix it by the time the game comes out because as much as I want to play this game in two and a half weeks like we always talk about it's good when they delay it because they see problems and they fix it and I don't right. want to see frame rate issues <laughs> it just makes right. me feel yeah, like they I, rushed the game I I didn't have that actually I was uh I was pretty 
Like I, I was moving pretty fluidly when I was playing, so I was, I was. I mean, I'm not really actually surprised to hear that because I mean, like, good God, you have like a, a 500 enemies on the screen, mm-hmm. so I, I can understand why that might happen. But uh, yeah, I, for me, I, I was in the clear, which is funny because usually I get frame rate issues all the time. Okay, well, and then maybe uh, it, yeah. maybe it's just for some people, not everybody. I just, I just hope well, it's something that they, um they know and that they're working on before the game is released um you know the the good thing too is that you know as the old saying goes a delayed game is uh is eventually good but a rushed game is bad forever or whatever that's actually not true anymore you can release a game and then after it's released you can patch it and make it better so like i mean first impressions definitely count but you know if that that has kind of changed in a little bit over time where like now you can resolve a lot of issues after the game is released but obviously we you know we all want the game to release as good as it can yeah fair enough. um yeah any uh any lasting thoughts that you want to give on this uh age of calamity demo before before we get out of here um gosh there was just so many things that i was thinking uh i just i don't know i really like how smart you have to be and strategic I like that you still there's still so many Breath of the Wild elements like being able to use your environments to your um, advantage. I do kind of wish with the Koroks thing. I don't know if this is something that's going to be addressed later when you meet Hestu or something. But with the Koroks, I wish I knew how many I had to find in each level because I have like nine, and I feel like I should have ten because there's two levels. So, <laughs> oh, um, I I have like two. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Other than that, like, I really like the game. I'm still worried about the story, but I feel like I will enjoy the game, and it's something that I will play over and over again. Yeah, I am, uh, so I'm playing this game strictly for the story. If this was not, like, a, if, if this was not what I think is going to be a direct impact on Breath of the Wild and Breath of the Wild 2, um, like, if this wasn't called Hyrule Warriors, if this was Dynasty Warriors, blah 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 i would not play this game because it's it's not my cup of tea yeah but i'm playing it for the story so i'm i'm really hopeful i'm really anxious um but you know it it it, it was fine i i think that the the demo played you know the game plays well enough to get me you know it, it's good enough for me it's not my cup of tea but it's all it's also not absolutely horrible um i think that it's going to be fun just kind of mindlessly bashing some stuff around but this is going to be a game that lives and dies by its story for me. So we will see. And I guess we won't have to wait that long, but man, it, it feels, uh, it feels like, it feels like forever away, but it also, it's really not. It comes up quick. I tell you, I was waiting forever for Mandalorian, but it finally came out. So I know that this game will come out too. (laughs) Um, and, and Al, you, you're pretty sure that we can, uh, transfer over our, our demo data to the physical copy of Age of Calamity, right? Yeah, I'm I'm like 98% sure because the save data is on the Switch. So you're going to plug in your physical data to your or your physical game to the data on your Switch. So I'm pretty certain that it's going to come over. I feel like Nintendo's demos in the past on the Switch have transferred over to physical editions. So don't quote me on that if it doesn't happen, but like I'm pretty sure. All right, you heard it here. Allison promises that you will be able to uh, transfer your demo data over. Um, All right, well, that's going to to do it for us for this week. Uh, We hope that you guys checked out the the Age of Calamity demo. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this whole time travel, days of future past business, and uh, tell us what you think of our theories uh, over on Discord. That would be very cool. Um, 
Yeah, we want you to check us out over on Twitter. I am at Spateri316. Allison is over at Allison Aletha. And uh, check us out over on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe. And recommend us to that Zelda fan in your life that is dying to talk about all of the time travel business and Age of Calamity, but has no one to talk to about it. Uh, tell them where they can get their fix over at the Champions Cast. Until next week, we are out of here. We'll see you then with Best Zelda Ever 2020. Until then. <laughs>